of the Titans, the Mount Rushmore of players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to No Butts About It from a dorm room in Ohio. It is nighttime now. This is also the first episode I'm going to do standing up. Uh, try and take away some of the breathier sounds that were coming from the microphone. So uh, let's get right into the news because this is the first Faith Friday, so I want to get to that. But first, we are going to talk about what's been going on around the NFL. Uh, it is rumored that the Browns are interested in wide receiver Will Fuller, who Deshaun Watson used to throw passes to when they were both in Texas, playing for Houston. So this could mean that the Texans would then have Amari Cooper and Will Fuller uh, catching passes from Deshaun Watson. Both are very good pass catchers. Also, another important uh, little thing to talk about, is that the Texans are now signing free agent Marlon Mack. He was drafted in 2017. The Colts decided not to re-sign him this year because they have Jonathan Taylor. So Marlon Mack is now signing with the Texans, who was uh, or is still a divisional rival. So that'll be interesting to see uh, how he does with the Texans, especially against the Colts since he knows that uh, offense the best. Also, the Dolphins brought back star cornerback Xavier Howard, to, and they brought him back for a five-year extension, and he'll get about $25 million per year, and that's per Jordan Schultz. That's a big deal. One of the better corners in the league, and he will definitely help a Dolphins team that seems to really want to be uh, become a playoff contender here. And the it is also being rumored that the Patriots – we're talking with free agent uh, wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., who won the Super Bowl last year. He with the Rams, he tore his, I believe his ACL. Definitely had a leg injury during that game, so uh, that might be why teams aren't being so quick to sign him. The Patriots have said that they're not uh, into getting a deal done quickly either. They don't feel that there's a rush to sign him if they're going to sign him at all. Another uh, update on a story is that Colin Kaepernick is now telling people that he wants to be or is open to being a backup quarterback if that means getting back into the league. Kaepernick is probably a name a lot of you are familiar with. He was the source of a lot of controversy regarding uh, the kneeling at the National Anthem uh, and things regarding Nike uh, he left, he was benched before he was doing the kneeling and eventually got cut because he became a, such a political problem for the San Francisco 49ers 
and hasn't been in the league since. So all of that being said, it'll be interesting to see if a team does give Kaepernick a chance as a backup quarterback because obviously he would still be one of the better backups in the league. I'm not sure that he's starting caliber yet or if he ever will still be, uh, but I think that he would be a good tier backup quarterback. So that's basically a quick rundown of all the news. If any of those stories develop any more past what I just said, we will talk about them on Monday because today is First Faith Fridays. And what that means is we are going to be talking about a Catholic or Christian athlete who we believe uh, uses football to promote the faith or give glory to God in uh, a way that isn't necessarily seen all the time on TV or through interviews. It will also hopefully eventually become a time where we can interview players about things such as uh, addictions that they've struggled with and how they've overcome those. There's a lot of players in the league that have been open about that. But today, it will just be um, that faith element that I talked about. So, as I said on previous episodes, the player that we are going to be talking about is Justin Tucker. He is the Baltimore Ravens quarterback, or Baltimore Ravens kicker, not the quarterback. He's the kicker. And... uh, he was an undrafted rookie in 2012. So he came in along with guys like Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson. But he wasn't drafted. So the Baltimore Ravens had to sign him after the draft. They signed him later. Uh, he Something that I think is pretty cool about Justin Tucker is that he makes the sign of the cross before every kick. Uh, meaning if it's a kickoff, a point after a touchdown, or a field goal, he ju- he makes the sign of the cross. And sometimes you can see it on TV. They don't always show him coming out onto the field, so sometimes you don't see it. But a lot of times, if you watch every Ravens game, you will see him making the sign of the cross at least once in a season, I believe. Uh, Justin Tucker also currently holds the all-time record for... The furthest field goal, which was a 66-yarder. He actually made this past season to beat the Lions. Um, He is currently the most accurate kicker in NFL history with a field goal percentage of 91.1%. Harrison Butker is also a very good kicker and probably someone we'll talk about in this segment. But he is at 90% and he has been active half the time. Butker came into the league in 2017 so in nearly in actually five more years uh tucker has still been able to maintain that 91.1 percent average on his kicks uh he's also the fastest kicker to get to 100 field goals and he did it in 50 games uh he has a very unique talent something i talked to and alluded to yesterday he attends or he His talent is that he knows English, Spanish, French, German, Italian, Latin, and Russian. Not only does he know those languages, 
He can sing in opera in all of them. So, there's a very beautiful video on YouTube of uh, Justin Tucker singing Ave Maria. He also sings a few other songs in those various different languages. And it is amazing. You wouldn't think that the voice that he's able to uh, you get out of his vocal cords would come from the type of body that he has. But it's such a beautiful, deep voice. Um, I really encourage you to go and look up Justin Tucker singing opera. Because I think you'll be amazed. And you'll see what I mean when I say that like you don't expect that voice to come from him. Because it's it's phenomenal. I think if you took off uh, the video and you just said, who is this? I think a lot of people would be surprised when you told them that it was a player in the NFL who is a kicker. He also attends mass every Sunday morning with the Ravens organization and prays in the locker room before every game. So the way... The way that I got that information was from a book that I've been reading. I've read it a couple times. Published by Dynamic Catholic. It's called Fit for Heaven. It's by Trent Beatty. And he talks about different uh, athletes from various different uh, sports. Uh, football, baseball, soccer, tennis, bobsledding, gymnastics, golf, college sports, and then uh, just various other different stories he talks about players who have used their sport to uh, show their faith and promote their faith so I'm going to be using a lot of that information for this so that's definitely a book you should check out as well it's got a lot of good information in it not everything that I pulled from will be from that book but a lot of it will be a lot of the other stuff will be from interviews and such. But, like uh, I said, he attends Mass every Sunday morning with the Ravens organization and prays in the locker room before every game. Which I think is pretty neat that the Ravens organization allows for the players and gives them the opportunity to go to Mass before each game on Sunday. I think it would be very easy for a team to just say, uh, hey, look how much we pay you. You don't need to go to mass uh but the ravens organization appears to be all for allowing their players to practice their religions and uh even promotes it seemingly uh his favorite saint is saint peter and he said that he loves saint peter because god took a simple man and changes him into a rock and gives him the challenge and blessing of protecting the christian church which I thought is a very beautiful outlook on life. Um, we'll get more into that in a few minutes. But he also said he tries to use his platform to be a rock and a beacon of the Christian faith for people who are watching his uh, games on TV and see him come out and kick. Uh, a lot of people really look up to him because he's been with the team for so long. He has become kind of the face of kickers in the NFL. He's definitely someone that everyone knows the name of. And that's not always true on special teams. I wish it was because those guys are definitely super talented. But sometimes they kind of get left behind when it comes to the fame and the media. So, But Justin Tucker 
is definitely one of those guys who everyone knows the name of who follows football because he's just that good. He's almost as famous as, a, as some quarterbacks. It's phenomenal how good he is at what he does. So, uh, the reason I wanted to talk about Justin was I wanted to bring up what he said about trying to use his platform to be a rock and a beacon of the Christian faith. And so, how can we apply what Tucker has said to our own lives? How can we take this fame that Tucker has, and he's using that, and apply it to our lives as average people, quote, quote. Uh, So, it, it is true, Tucker has a much larger platform than myself or most of the people listening to this. However, he still uses little ways in which he evangelizes and gives glory to God. So as I said before, Tucker makes the sign of the cross every time he comes onto the field. So that might not seem like a lot. Like that might not seem like he's doing a lot. But to give you an idea of what that means, on field goals alone, he has made the sign of the cross 358 times in his career. He's made 814 kickoffs. So now that's well over a thousand signs. Throw in the 386 PATs or point after touchdown he has kicked. Justin Tucker has made 1,558 signs of the cross in his NFL playing career alone. That's more than if you did one every day for four years. So if every morning you got up and just made the sign of the cross real quick. For four years straight, you did that for four years straight, Justin Tucker still would have made more signs of the cross just going out to kick a football. And he doesn't do that for fame or anything. Like, I mean, it's not like anyone's going to see that and be like, oh, look, it's the guy who makes the sign of the cross before every game. No, that points to something greater. By him doing that, when people see that on TV, some people say, oh, he's Catholic. Oh, or, or they say, oh, what is that? What does that mean? And then they research it and they can come to that higher knowing of what that sign represents and how that represents the Trinity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So it's such a little thing. It's not like, obviously his platform of talking about God and his interviews and stuff, that's a huge deal. That's definitely not to go unnoticed. But he's also doing this super small thing that... That isn't really that big of a deal, just making the sign of the cross. And because he's done it so much, he's given that much glory to God. And that's just in his football career. That's just what we can calculate. That's just what we can measure. We can't measure his prayer life. We can't measure how what he does in his personal life. All we're measuring is how many times he's made the sign of the cross coming out to kick a football. And he's done that. Well over 1,500 times, which I think is amazing and think that's phenomenal. I didn't realize it was that many times. I think that's such a big number uh, to be doing that all the time. And he's known for it. Like People know what that is now because of him. There are people who I've watched it with before, and they're like, why is he like trying to swap flies away from his face? And I'm like, no, that's just, he's making the sign of the cross before he comes out. And he's saying, God, I give this to you, and I give this uh, 
my job to you. I give this next play of me kicking the football to you. And he is the most successful guy in the league at his position in the history of the NFL. So think about that. The guy who gives the most credit to God at his position is also the most successful at his position. You do not think that there's a disconnect. You do not think there's a connection there. Because I definitely do. I think there's a connection that not a lot of people see necessarily, but I think that it's there. And I'm not saying that God is purposely making these other people fail because they're not giving him glory. But I definitely don't think that it hurts Justin to give God glory before every kick. God calls us to give him glory. God calls us to serve him in little ways, in little things that we do. How, how can you apply that to your own life, though? So, as Tr- Tucker points out in his interview with Trent Beatty, uh, St. Peter was a normal man. He wasn't anything special. He was just a fisherman. But God saw something greater within him. Jesus calls Peter and his brother Andrew in Matthew 4 after they have doubted. He can help them with fishing. However, Jesus shows he can control the life of the oceans. And Peter and Andrew dropped their nets to follow him. Just like Jesus changed the route of Peter and Andrew's lives. Like, be honest here. Like, Peter and Andrew weren't that significant. It wasn't like they were some emperor or anything like that. They were Galilean fishermen. Had they not become saints, had they not chosen to follow God, they wouldn't be famous for anything. They'd just be some dudes who lived at one point. The only reason we know their names is because they chose follow God. And that's where their fame came from. A humble fame, but still a fame. Jesus is still continuing to change people's lives to this day and offers to change yours. And if you don't listen to me, listen to the guy who has made the sign of the cross on national television for over a decade with no fear. So that's the other thing to think about. Think about, um, What's going on in society right now? You're not supposed to show your faith. You're not supposed to promote your faith in any way. And yet, this man, who could easily set aside all things, I mean, he's got all sorts of money. He plays kids' game for a living, which pretty great. I'd love it if I could play a kids' game for a living. But he uses that to do something greater, even though people will hate him for it. And people probably do hate him for it. He goes out onto the field. And he knows that there's something beyond him. There's something greater beyond the game. And there's something greater beyond this. What we're doing right now. Justin Tucker goes out. (coughs) Excuse me. Justin Tucker goes out. And he lives his faith. Through that little action. And promotes it. Without fear. I think that we could uh, learn something from him. And that's why I wanted to start this segment. Because a lot of people don't realize uh, that these players also are human. Like, think about it. How, how often are you watching a game? If you do watch a game, you're like, okay, that guy got hurt. He's out of the game. That's going to help my team. Well, no. That guy got hurt. He just broke his arm. And he's going to have to recover for three months and won't be able to play and might lose part of his paycheck. 
that's something we need to focus on. I'm not saying I'm not guilty of that too. Like, especially when you get into the game, you get into the drama of the game. And that's why I love the game is for the drama. But also we have to remember they're human too. So I'm not trying to get on a soapbox here. I just want to promote the fact that these people are human. I want to help bring these people back to us and show the audience that they are human. But they're also using their platform to give glory to God and to give something to the people who watch them, the people who are fans. And that is the gospel of God, the gospel of Christ. And show that they too have gone through trials and tribulations. So, uh, that's going to be the end of the first episode for Faith Fridays. Uh, obviously that was just the prototype. I'm going to listen back to it and we'll see, uh, what I like, what I think should change. Um, some feedback would be great on the Instagram. No buts underscore show. Uh, we have five, five, uh, listeners on average per show now. So that's pretty good. We've reached 50 total downloads. So, uh, that is, that was my goal for the end of the month of March. So today's April 1st. So we were pretty close. We hit it. Uh, thank you everyone who's listening, who, uh, has continued to listen. Thank you. If you have shared the show with people, uh, it means a lot. Uh, it's kind of crazy that I'm even doing this. I'm sitting in a dorm room looking at a football card of Roger Staubach just talking into a microphone about stuff that I love and people are actually listening to it so if I could continue to do this for the rest of my life I think it would be pretty great um so if you believe in the dream please continue to share and follow uh this podcast so that's where I'm going to end it off thank you everyone for listening today